When I started to look into doing a podcast, I knew I had a lot to share and say, and I wanted to do it in an audio format. I was a little intimidated, not going to lie, about how I was going to go about recording and editing and distributing and all those things because technology is not my strong suit. Naturally, I can learn things. And so uh, when I started to take webinars and ask questions on Facebook and other platforms, I decided that Anchor was the best way to go. It's been a bit of a one-stop shop for me. I can record all of my episodes. I can edit them. It's been really nice because it's free. And when I started to do a podcast, it was, okay, how am I going to rebuild my practice? I had to close my practice down because of COVID, federal mandate. So how was I going to rebuild things? How was I going to give myself something to do because this defines me what i do it defines me so i really needed an outlet and the budget was like nothing so having this free option has been great um i am recording on my laptop but i can also record on my phone if i decide that's a way to go or maybe i don't have my laptop on me and so that's pretty exciting to know i can do it from there too um, they also take and distribute to various apps for people to listen on, which again, that is taking one stressor away from me so I can focus on my content. And if it's something you'd like to do, if you have something you'd like to say, I can't recommend it enough um, for somebody who's a newbie and starting out. And I, I feel like even if I wasn't, you know, new at this, if I was, it's been something I've been doing for a while, I would still like this platform because of the ease of everything. So if it is something you'd like to look into, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Welcome to the Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Arata. Did you know for you to have been born you needed a total of 4,094 ancestors over the last 400 years for 12 previous generations. What? That's crazy. Think of all of the different love stories for those partners to come together. Wow. And all of the hopes and dreams shared and lost, right? In that amount of time, how many battles, how many wars, how many victories happened? That's just crazy to think about. So on that note, our topic today is ancestral healing, generational curses, contracts, vows, and oaths, and how they affect us currently. So if something started that many years ago and it's a part of the DNA structure 
of the lineage. That's some deep roots. That's a lot of stuff to have to weed through and maneuver through in order to thrive, live, function maybe differently because maybe it worked out for a while because of the dynamic of the time. But now obviously there's a different dynamic. So things need to be addressed and looked at differently. So when I have a client come to me with a repeating pattern that has been going on since childhood, you know, they can remember it from a child and it could be anything. It could be, um, a dynamic with a parent. It could be a cycle of abuse. It could be, Hey, I really felt closer to my aunt than I do to my own mother. Okay. So these are just the varying types of um, instances that somebody would come in with. So this is where I go. First, I go to a generational curse or a generational contract that's, that's going to hold more weight than something that happened sooner in the soul's history, closer to present moment. So it's going to hold more weight. Okay. Let's, how are we going to, how are we going to help transmute this and what's coming in as the first thing we need to address to get this person to get through this pattern that they're noticing and they're like, it's not helping me. It's not helping me get to where I need to be. And I know this because you can't keep reacting to something negative that's that deeply rooted in a positive way. You know, a lot of times you try to suppress it, divert it, which works for a while. But long term, that doesn't work. And of course, we know that our thoughts manifest themselves into our physical body. So then we have a physical ailment that then we would have to maneuver around in daily life, which can also set you back for what you actually are here to do and want to do. If there is a repeating pattern and a dynamic that continues to happen between you and say a family member, cause we're talking about ancestral healing. So let's talk about a family member and it's just instant and it doesn't go away. Meaning that it just comes up like you could be having just a normal conversation and all of a sudden, whoop, here you go. <laughs> here's that irritation or here's that difficult interaction, you know, brings you to your knees type of thing. Even if you've addressed it with each other, meaning you're, you both notice this happens. This is awful. Why does this happen? I'm not sure, but I don't like it. Neither do I. Okay. Hey, that's a huge first step. Huge to get acknowledgement from both parties. That doesn't always happen, right? So if you are getting acknowledgement from both parties, yay. I mean, 
celebrate that mini victory, right? Celebrate that little, that step. That's a, a huge step. But if for some reason you don't, then getting into the soul dynamic at spiritual level, because anytime you clear something on your own or start your own healing, and if it has to do with this other person, they'll receive the effects of the healing that you're doing. Okay. It's a ripple effect. So especially with a curse that's generational, because we're going to ask for that to be cleared back multiple generations so that it doesn't continue you know, from the past and then continuing forward so it doesn't linger around. You know, with a generational curse or something that is having a heavy weight in your um, in your soul's history, especially related to family, you've usually begun to see things start in childhood. You know, a trauma that you experienced either alone or as a family. You know, a way of being talked to a way of being told you're this or that, right? And it's repeating, like, here comes that again. And, you know, I'm this, I'm that. Um, you know, we like to label, people like to label, oh, you're the black sheep. If you're not doing things as the family is doing, well, that's probably part of a bit of a generational curse too, because why you doing your path, say you're doing something good for yourself and or society, but it's not along the lines of what the family does or what, maybe the other people in the family do, doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're bad or you need to be categorized as somebody who's, who's different in a negative connotation. That's very important. Um, being different, of course, we all have our unique abilities and strengths that we bring to the table of life. But if somebody acknowledges those in a negative way, then they're taking your strengths and, and saying, hey, I don't like them. And, and if they're naturally doing it and there's really no reason why, you're like, why is this person just not like me? You know, there's usually some soul business that's going back generations and generations for them to see things in that way and then verbal verbally say them to you, right? So bringing them into the present. So if we do continue these relationships, that have a toxic element with a family. Now, some people will just be like, that's it, cut off. You know, I don't even want to interact with you. That's fine. That's a way to, 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 to handle it and get your own bearings, right? So sometimes within the dynamic, if you stay within the dynamic closely, like you see, see the person often or have contact with them often, then you might fall back into the traps of the cycle of, feeling bad, right? And the, how you react to it. But if you have some time away and you, re, you know, reject that, I mean, that's okay. That's a healthy space. You're, you're, you're gaining your strength and your place so that you can do what you need to do for your soul's purpose. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, some people might go, okay, I'm going to try to mend this after a certain time, see if there's something there. Uh, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Um, but again, there's always something you could do, whether you decide to uh, be in the person's space, whether it's a conversation or a family gathering, or 
whether you say, no, I don't want that contact, but I, I really do want to heal this at a deep level um, as opposed to just, okay, I have my space from it now. Now, how do I heal it? Because it'll still be around. And if you don't start to heal something in a certain lifetime, that pattern gets repeated. Whoa. With that person, with that soul. And the next time you guys reincarnate together. And it usually lessens, right? Depending on your, your, your cycles that you have decided to work on things with, but it's something that will continue to come up, whether you look into it with the person, just with yourself, just with your soul business. So it's always good to, to clear, to, to acknowledge it as tough as it can be to release it. And you've got options and there's not, there's not one way, right? There's not one way there's, there's options. <laughs> I think that's really important to, to keep in mind and think about. So let's look into what a generational curse looks like in a lifetime. So here's a scenario for you. Um, I'm going to use, this is extremely generic. So I'm just using this to make it a story so that we can kind of follow. Let's say client named Julia comes in and she's having reoccurring themes in relationships, especially with men, but not, not solely. Okay. But it's especially, she's noticing it more in her intimate relationships. Okay, so somebody who is a partner or a husband or um, a, a, a sibling or even a close friend. She's wanting to release some extra energy that's hanging around her. And she know it has to do with a past boyfriend. And she was with this past boyfriend for about 10 years. And um, she said, you know, Overall, I mean, we were in love and everything, but subtly over time, she's like, I didn't notice this right away, but subtly over time, I would start to notice I was getting upset a lot and it would be over something like that would start with me saying, let's just use something simple. I'm feeling a little cold. I'm feeling a little cold in here. Something's going on. I feel cold. And the boyfriend would be like, why are you cold? What's wrong with you? It's warm out, right? Uh, this, these, this is a very simple one. I mean, these can be this, and this is obvious. There's ones that are instances that can be a lot more subtle. So it's a lot harder, especially when you're in a relationship to decipher what's happening in the dynamic, but you know, it feels bad. You're like, well, wait a minute. Why won't you just like get me a blanket or, or say, Hey, do you want a sweater? Or should I look at the thermostat? I mean, there's so many other ways the person could interact with you on this, right? But for someone choosing to negate you and argue with you about how you feel, that that's that's going into, oh, let's use the big N word, narcissistic behavior. And we see this a lot, a lot. And a lot of us have 
you know, I have a lot of clients coming in and myself where I've dealt with a lot of narcissism um, in a lifetime to get to to experience things on my spiritual path, my soul's journey. So when somebody says something like that to you and it repeats over and over again, right? Then you're just, you're feeling bad. Say it's something worse. Okay, you're feeling a little cold. It's not great if you're feeling cold when you really would like to be warm. Let's say you're sick. Let's say you actually are sick and the person's deciding to find something to argue with you about in your way of being sick or trying to make yourself feel better, right? Then then it's like you're you're being told it's not okay to feel the various emotions that we have to feel in a lifetime or various ways of maneuvering ourselves or being, um, you know, a non-desirable emotion like anger or sadness or feeling sick or frustrated, right? You frustrated for a moment, you know, everything passes, you know, if you're having a cold, it usually passes. If you're feeling cold, oh, it'll pass. You know, you put on a sweater, you put on a sweatshirt. Um, you're feeling sad about something. You know, usually it passes. Um, although there's other, you know, that's a, that's a huge one. But there's many many layers to that. So let's let's fall into anger or frustrated with a situation. So let's say you're frustrated in a situation, and you're like, oh, this just doesn't. This is just irking me. This doesn't make sense. It hurts my brain, right? And, you know, this boyfriend would come in and not hold space for that, right? So when that person doesn't hold space for the not feeling good in the moment, then you're not only feeling bad about the frustration thing that was frustrating, now you're also feeling bad about why is this person treating me like this? Then you got a double and you're like, okay, how am I going to you know, get away from this? I'm what? Right. So, so we start to look into why is this repeating for her? She starts to go into, I started seeing signs of this when I was a child. Um, if I wasn't feeling good or I got frustrated, um, you know, I, I would be told, well, what's wrong with you? And she said, I would even go into a corner or um, take myself out of the dynamic for a moment just to gather my bearings. I didn't know what I was doing, she said, as a child. But then, you know, she knew she was trying to soothe herself, right? So trying to, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling great, not sure why, but I'm going to go over here and figure it out for a moment. But that would even get negative attention. So then you're like, well, what, what else am I supposed to do? You know, I'm pissed off about this. Excuse me. I'm, I'm PO'd about this. I'm not feeling great. Um, and I know I need to feel better. And she noticed that her family members would often give her a hard time about this. So again, if you're having an uncomfortable feeling, um, and somebody's not acknowledging your pain 
or your, your hard time, then it's going to take longer to get through, right? And then we know it's even deeper seated. And this acknowledgement or no acknowledgement of pain and then the deflection a lot of pain, of, you know, the pain, was really affecting her sense of worth and making a connection of any kind with men tough because of how it was at being a, um, stuck at a cellular level and she's being conditioned to give her power away over and over, right? So it comes in as a generational curse. And then I start to go, okay, well, when does this person, number one, have a curse said to their soul or is it coming in generationally? Okay, that's real important because a generational curse isn't usually done to somebody's soul that's sitting across from me. It's usually a great, 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 grandparent that has had the curse said to their soul. So... If the curse comes in and she's already has it, right? This, this client, Julia, comes in. She already has the curse that's with generational. So she has that energy with her. So then that's going to attract a partner with the same qualities, okay? That's how that alignment happens. So we know how it feels like in this lifetime. As a child, you know, reprimanded for trying to make herself feel better. If she was having a tough day, she wasn't feeling good, constantly told, why are you, why are you feeling like that? Uh, basically having emotions, which we all have and we're all valid in having. And so never let anybody tell you you're not valid to feel how you feel in a given situation. Always valid. So when I, when, when I open her Akashic records, I see that it stems from 36 lifetimes ago on her father's side of the family. This curse was uttered by a male relative to a female relative in the family. And at first it was like, oh, was this a husband? It was the husband. So in this lifetime, 36, it was the husband's father uttering the curse to this soul, right? Her soul. And because she was pregnant with another man's child and you know the curse is coming through as fragility well what does that mean okay so the energetic nature is fragility and that has to do with a weakness a woman's uh, ability to give birth um, inability to cope emotionally um, your energy is lost or your health is deteriorated and it's known by other people. So it's not just something you know of, other people know of, right? So so obviously in that lifetime it was she had childbirth. It was about childbirth, right? But in this lifetime it's coming through as weakness and the emotional inability to cope, right? Because every time she says I'm cold and she's argued with, then she goes into this feeling of inferiority 
and almost like a meltdown a little bit, right? I mean, it gets worse as time goes on because it's not dealt with, if it's not dealt with, right? So it gets worse as you go on. And so the fragility of weakness and inability to cope emotionally is hanging out in chakra number one. A weak sense of safety, security, never feeling wanted or welcomed, overwhelmed by daily lives and financial finances can be scarce, trouble trusting in life's process. And this person got a transmutation. So obviously the session's not just this long. Well, you know, we're, we're kind of going in and out of stuff. And, and the more information I have too of what happened in present life of her telling me, the, the more we can kind of focus on the healing aspects. Okay. So I could definitely go in and go, okay, this probably happened this, this time and there. And if somebody wants that, that is fine. I am more than happy to do that. Obviously the session's longer, but when we're trying to get into, let's transmute this, let's start the healing process. Cause it's going to be a journey. It's not going to be overnight. Um, let's, let's start healing this now that she's transmuting it with the mantra. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you, which I'm, I know a lot of you've heard that mantra and maybe use it yourselves. It's a nice one. So remember wherever you are at in your journey, and if you've started ancestral healing and generational healing, that you are great, you're doing great, and you've dealt with so much, and you've dealt with things the best you can. So please, please continue to pat yourself on the back wherever you are at. And this is just one example of how a generational curse looks in a present lifetime coming in from a past lifetimes. All types of souls can utter curses. So a soul can be positively aligned or negatively aligned and utter a curse. Um, there's no time to settle for these old patterns, especially now, especially with what we're doing as a collective. Speak up, stand up. You know, the cycle just continues. Uh, and you'll experience more intense instances of the same old story. Okay, so that same old story is not going to just recycle and keep coming around, coming around, but you'll have more intensity around it because you're you're literally, I mean, I keep seeing like a spiral. It's just spiraling. It's just spiraling at this point. And so also in a, in, so saying, you know, this Julia too, um, present time, so not only did she have this experience with a boyfriend and some other friends, right? So male and female, where they would come and they'd say these things where they would, wouldn't kind of believe her, how she was feeling, you know, um, her experience with her father as an adult who's still living is she tells him how she feels. And if it's a tough emotion, um, usually something unkind comes out, right? Even if it's not like blatantly, you're bad or you're dumb, but it's something that's not holding space for that emotion at that time. And the father also will assist this client with finances, which gives them this person, a this client, a false sense of security, which then again, blankets over the tough stuff, right? So this is a way of diverting. This is a way of, um, diverting those, those hard things. 
So we're going to um, go into uh, more ways to unravel these experiences. In the bonus episode. So I do have a bonus episode on my Patreon and we are going to um, go over how you can start to unravel your ancestral healing. Now start, start with what you have. I'm just going to, uh, I'll give you a little snippet. We can start with what we have. I know you're kind of like, Carrie, I don't read Akashic records. I don't know even where to begin. You have got so much information inside of you. You have got access to so much information and I want you to feel empowered with that. So there's ways you can start to do that yourself. Um, if you do decide you need some more assistance, um, you can always book a private session with me at ancientbodyworks.co. That's my website. I have a Facebook page called The Infinite Dance. And go ahead and send a, a request. I said I put things up there from the podcast and throughout the week. So little tips, um, we go into a fifth dimensional and dimensional information and the Patreon. Again, if you want to do the bonus episode is patreon.com forward slash the infinite dance. Um, I'm also on Twitter with the handle at infinite dance eight, the number eight. If you are a Twitter I try to get on there, but the interwebs, I'm really grasping more. So um, give me some time to get on those. Every Wednesday morning, I do a guided meditation on Zoom, 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that's a chance for you to not only have um, that still time, but you get to go on a journey. So I'm guiding you the whole time and, and talking throughout it. Um so you get that still time and a nice journey. So if this is where we um, part, thank you so, so much for listening. Your support means so much to me. Um, please tell your friends um, if you think this would be something helpful to hear or just something interesting that they would like. Um, if not, we have a bonus episode on Patreon that you're welcome to go there and access. And continue to stay curious. Continue to ask all the questions. More questions, the better. And continue to ask each other and yourselves, may I have this stamp?